Welcome in. Good afternoon. Sports Radio, WEEI. It's Christian Arkin. It's Megan Adelini. Arkin and Mego here. Taking you up until 6 p.m. Nice to have you with us today on a uh, snowy winter wonderland of a Friday. Uh, Merry Christmas, Mego. Finally. What's going on out there? It's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty nasty. We've been in a cloud all week. Yeah. In many ways, and now it's just like puking snow out in Boston. Yeah, pretty ugly. So uh, be careful out there on the roads and um, get ready because uh, I have a feeling this weekend's not going to get any better anytime soon. I'm not talking about the weather either. I'm talking about what's about to happen to your New England Patriots. We'll uh, go ahead and start there, as we do have an update. We have an update on Demar Hamlin. We have an update on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, we've heard from many Patriots today, coaches, uh, players, etc. Let's go ahead and start with what we heard from uh, Ian Rappaport this morning. It was a tweet, and then I saw him on TV. Uh, apparently, Demar Hamlin, the uh, breathing tube is out of his mouth. He is communicating with the team via FaceTime. Here's Rappaport. And it has been building toward this. Nothing but good news and good news and good news and then even better news. This morning, the breathing tube has been out this morning. He has spent the morning. DeMar Hamlin has FaceTiming various teammates, many, many teammates, people he's known uh, from his youth, people he's known growing up, friends. He has spent basically the entire morning on FaceTime. And now my understanding is right now, guys, there is a team meeting involving the Buffalo Bills, DeMar Hamlin, on FaceTime, addressing them for the very first time. This has to be emotional. It sounds amazing. I wish we could all listen in. Uh, we will all have to imagine instead and then uh, listen to what the Bills tell us later. But, uh, but truly an incredible scene and a big development uh, for the Bills' safety. Okay, so there you go. Not only is he awake, not only is he communicating via writing, the tube is out now, and he's making uh, he's making FaceTime calls with the team. Um, <laughs> can I bet the Bills by infinity this weekend? Like, is infinity a bettable number? I don't know. I don't know if that's even Completely. possible. Completely. <laughs> and we will preview the Patriots-Bills game that's happening on Sunday with right. all this great news. And we're going to talk to Andrew Callahan from the Boston Herald, my old buddy, in about an hour and a half. So, He's down at Gillette right now at practice, and we'll be there for all the media availability. So we'll get the latest from the Patriots side of this from him. I do have to say, so he's he's in his hospital bed. He's able to talk again. He's able to breathe on his own. All of this is incredible. What do you do if you miss a FaceTime call from Hamlin? Oh, that's tough. That's <laughs> if tough. you're on the other side. You're like in the shower or something. Yeah, and you get out and you're like, wait, oh, oh, oh. I would imagine you go through something like that, there's a lot of people you got to FaceTime, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's going to be a whole thing. They said thing. not just his immediate teammates. And right. then I, he, as Rappaport was giving that report recently, he was going to FaceTime the whole team, it sounded like, the, the locker whole, room. Yeah, his old friends from when he was but a then, kid. Yeah, he's like, obviously. Third grade science teacher. Like, so, well, probably people. not that. I mean, I don't, <laughs> it's like, then do you try to call him back? I mean, that line's busy the whole time. I know. You probably tough. feel like a dirtbag. It's a tough one to miss right there. I missed I missed Tamar's call. Sorry, bud. Uh, we'll get you. We'll get you back later. Anyways, um, as we've been sort of saying for the last twenty-four hours or so, it's hard to imagine that the Buffalo Bills, the uh, fans, Bills Mafia, the team. You know, there's going to be a, a probably a video up on the jumbotron of him. I remember we talked about this yesterday. Uh, Kevin Everett. Uh, the tight end of the Bills, who in 2007 was paralyzed on the field, and then um, Dr. Cappuccino was his name. Dr. Stop Andy it. Cappuccino. That is his name. You, you are obsessed with this doctor. He's the Buffalo Bills spine specialist. It just happens to be his name, Megan. Like I can't help it. Like the Starbucks spine center? Yes. <laughs> like, 
who froze his spine. That's what he did. He put, uh, a frozen he put frozen saline through his spine to, to get it. the swelling down, and that's what saved him. I swear to God, that's what happened. Anyway, the, he shot a video, and they played it before the Patriots came to Buffalo, and the Patriots still crushed them. And I think that that sort of is the thing you have to remember here is that all the emotion and all those things, that's all well and good, and I think that'll play into what happens on Sunday. But this is also a, a, a matchup of two very mismatched teams. Yeah, it was already it was already really, really favoring the Bills. I want to echo something that I heard Fourier say in the midday show to Gresh, and he he called this morbid. I don't think this is morbid. I think this is just kind of strategic. I don't know. Maybe I'm callous. You can tell me. But the the video message from Demar, I feel like you hold off on that. You think so? You don't need it Sunday. No, you don't like, need it's it. It's great, but may, I feel like Sunday you bring Demar's parents out so that everybody can recognize. You know, they were there at the game and mm. everything. And then you hold that off into the playoffs, you get DeMar there in person. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously going to be a big deal seeing him if, if he's able to. The you simplest know. explanation is the obvious one. Like, you're going to win this game. I mean, I'll, I'll get into later the it's not about circumstances winning the game. Like, in which case. I know. I think it's, it's like, about something for the fans who have all been sort of going through this with the team at the time. And wouldn't it be, you know. And also, just Hamlin. Can you let him relax? Well, if he wants to do it, then you got to let him. Of course he's going to want to do it. He woke up asking if they won the game. Sure. So if he wants to do it, what are you going to say? No. Sorry, Demar. We're not going to let you d- d- deliver yeah, an you inspirational do message. He wants, to but the, I, if I'm if fans. I'm in the room with Demar or I, or he's Facetiming me, I'm going to say, you know, when you know when this would really, really, really get everything going. A couple weeks from now, Demar. Ooh. Game seven of the Stanley Cup Finals. <laughs> when you're at that, <laughs> come out, wave the flag. When you're at that neutral site. <laughs> Listen, we don't need the juice to beat the Patriots. They're exactly. pretty bad. Yeah. We're going to need you in the AFC Championship, though. Save this for like a real team. <laughs> pretty much. I know that this. I guess Not a trash bag team. <laughs> this sounds pretty dark, but it's kind of true. You know, it's. I don't know. That, that's just where I'm coming from. It. Um, yeah, I think uh, everybody's got sort of a sort of a, d- a different take on what this is going to be like and how it's going to go. The Patriots have had two extra days of practice, so I mean that's one that's one advantage that you might say they'll they'll have here. I don't know about too many other ones I that they have. I mean, given how they've prepared for this team just a yeah. month ago, it, I'm not sure how much of an advantage that those extra days are going to be. They could have had a bye week, <laughs> and it still wouldn't matter. They're not. They're. I don't know. I, that's just where I stand in this game right now. Uh, Greg uh, Hill talked to Devin McCourty this morning and um heard uh, the news obviously like everybody else he had some thoughts about it we know the dangers i would just say it's you it would be hard to go out there and play if you thought about you know what we witnessed monday night every time you stepped on the field so there's no doubt about it we we definitely take that for granted i would say there's a little bit of for us as players being you know somewhat a little crazy going out there and competing and playing um knowing some of those dangers because, you know, I think in our minds we always think like, man, that that just won't happen. So I think it was definitely eye-opening, you know, for all of us as players to sit there and watch that and um, to just see, you know, life and death now uh, be a part of the game, you know, I think was it was very chilling um, to witness that. So, you know, I would definitely say there's some type of wake-up call. I just don't know as a player, like what you do, it's, it's hard to say, like, man, I'm going to do this now. Um, because that was such a routine play. Um, so when Devin said that this morning, it got me kind of thinking about this game and the rest of the playoffs. I think there's two scenarios here that could make people pretty uncomfortable. Uh, number one is if there's another injury, and not like an injury like what happened to Hamlin, but 
any injury where a guy doesn't just get up right away. And there's a bunch of those, and I feel like every single game. You know, yeah. sometimes a guy twists an ankle. Sometimes a guy's knocked out. Sometimes a guy tears his ACL, sometimes like whatever. Sometimes preemptively the player is told that to protect himself. Right. You know, you suffer a big hit. You're not sure what happened to you. Just lay down, time out, wait for the trainers to come out. Yeah. Like, part of that is just even if then... You know, oftentimes you see that guy able to get up, everybody's clapping, and walks over to the sideline, but we've seen that. And, yeah, I think that will make for tense times. It definitely will. And I'm not talking about for me and for the viewers because, honestly, we're just viewers, but for the Bills. You know, we all talk about how pumped up they're going to be and how excited they're going to be in the stadium and the stands and all that. If some guy, you know what I mean, God forbid, some guy gets hit in the head and uh, and goes down with a concussion, down on the ground. That's going to that's gonna be maybe a problem for them. That's all. It's just something I was, I was thinking about. Also, if somewhere down the road, Buffalo and Cincinnati have to play again in the playoffs, Ooh. I mean, that's very likely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's a very likely scenario here uh, from what's going to happen uh, once everything gets all sorted out. And we'll get to that. We'll get to uh, all the different scenarios here because the NFL, they all took a vote and they decided on a coin toss and certain scenarios okay. and a bunch of other crazy stuff. So, so we'll, we'll get, get to, to that. that. But yeah. that... that- just broke at noon. Right. I'm pretty sure the league just met at noon. So all of this has been developing. And now they've, seems like, written up some new rules about how they're going to proceed in the playoff seating given this unprecedented event, which it was interesting because I didn't realize until the end of the day yesterday when we were talking about this in real time and then I was catching up on some of it on my own. And that when we talked to Tom Kern yesterday and he said, hey, it's just got to be about winning percentage. And then you go to the rule books, and that's in the rule books. Mm-hmm. They have the rule for it. Yep. So they kind of, you know, <laughs> we're tossing out. That even makes me feel a little bit grosser about the eighth seed thing. Because someone from the league, seemingly, if you believe that report from Florio, just tossed that out there to see if, like, there would be any biters. Yeah. You know? Like, in the water, any right? takers. <laughs> exactly. Hey, what about... Wait up! Everybody just plays another game. Yeah. You know, like, or there's just another game in there. And it's just... It's like yeah, you had the answer already in the rule book, and we'll go into this in more detail, but I didn't account for that yesterday because up until today, I hadn't sat down and read the constitutional bylaws of every playoff scenario in the NFL rule book. By the way, you can Google that if you want to. It's, if you want to. It's really, <laughs> really gripping stuff. I think you had like an Article X. Article XX is yeah, what we're talking Article about. I don't, I don't know what those Roman numerals are. 20, I don't know. It's 20. You it's guys, 20? Article 20. You guys Article may 20. feel different. That's how stupid I am. When I look at like a legal document like this that says whereas on it a lot, like whereas, this so, is this, whereas, resolve, this, 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 and all like the legal, jo- I swear, I can't get like two sentences in I only it. know it from covering the Massachusetts State House because okay. everything that they put out is in this legal language. <laughs> Hence to forth with on this, all you have to know My eyes glaze over month. immediately. That's like, like uh, I can't do it. It says whereas <laughs> at the beginning of every graph. Oye, I was like, oye, oye. All you have to know is skip through all the whereas because that's telling you what you already know. It's yeah. basically laying out the situation. When you go to the resolved, and this is a document that the NFL just put out uh, like an hour ago about what they're going to do with the playoffs. But when it says resolved, if you want to look this up, that's when it's telling you this is the decision we've made. Yes. It is resolved. Okay, good. Well, Whereas was... that was the situation in the past. <laughs> Whereas now... time waster resolved. But we've resolved the good it. stuff. Thank you very much. All right. Well, now that I'm a legal scholar that I know all exactly. these things, I can uh, go ahead and read it. And we'll read it to Christian you as a matter Arkand of fact. Christian Esquire. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, we'll get to all of that, all the different scenarios, everything that could possibly happen. Uh, we will discuss with you right after the trending. Feeling real good, too. 
Sports Radio, WEEI, Arkin and Mago, 617-779-7937. There's your phone number. Looking for the number one spot. That's what we're doing. And uh, the NFL, all the owners got together, had a little summit meeting, and decided whereas they would resolve all their problems. And uh, it's interesting. The, the big headline here is that there could potentially be a coin toss to determine where a wild card game between Cincinnati and Baltimore that is of course, if uh, Baltimore beats Cincinnati on Sunday, which they're probably not going to because Lamar Jackson's not playing, but if they do, then uh, the wild card game, the site of that game, could be determined by a coin toss. But I'm getting way ahead of myself here. Uh, let's start from the beginning. You want to, uh, the stenographer? I'm not going to go through all the whereases. Okay. Because I think everybody listening to this the show as. can understand what happened earlier this week and right. why they're in a position where they have to talk about what they're going to do now that the Bengals-Bills game has been canceled. So Basically, start- they just want to make sure that any team that didn't play the same amount of games as another team has a fair shake when they uh, when it comes to playoffs. So season. they tailored this new rule, or these two new rules, I should say. The first is resolved. For the 2022 season only, the AFC Championship game will be played at a neutral site to be determined by the commissioner if the precipitation the participating teams played a different number of regular season games, which probably will be the case. Mm-hmm. And the lower seeded team in the championship game could have been the number one seed in the AFC if a full 17 game regular season had been played by all AFC clubs. And further, that unless both teams could have been the number one seed in the AFC and host the championship game had they played a full 17 game season. Uh, the game shall be played at the home stadium of the higher-seeded team. So this is the first part. This is about the specifically about the AFC championship game. Comes down to the seeding between the Bills and the Chiefs and the situation there now that the Bills and the Bengals team, I mean, the Bills and the Bengals game has been canceled. And if it comes down to that for the championship game, they'll probably move it to Indianapolis. Yes? Yeah, probably. That's what the reporting has been, that the neutral site, for whatever reason, the NFL is obsessed with holding events in Indianapolis. Hey, Quentin, what's up, man? Yeah, man. And, Come and on over here, bro. And it's roughly 480 miles, 490 miles yeah, from Kansas teams, City right, and yeah. Buffalo to Indianapolis. So it is truly neutral. And it's indoors and yada, yada, whatever. This is where, to me, it gets a little more interesting. Okay. So I'm going to read the legal language here, and we're going to try to translate it. For All right. You. So, this is the second part. Mm -hmm. This is about Cincinnati. (laughs) If Baltimore defeats Cincinnati in the game between the two teams on Sunday, this coming Sunday, and Baltimore and Cincinnati are scheduled to play against one another in a wild card game the following weekend, the site of the game will be determined by a coin toss supervised by the commissioner. Yeah! Unless both conditions are met, the site of any wild card game involving Baltimore and Cincinnati shall be determined by Article 20 of the Constitution and bylaws. By the way, that's just winning percentage. Right. Um, I, irrespective of where a wild card game between Baltimore and Cincinnati is played, all teams will retain their seating as determined by regular season winning percentage throughout the playoffs and other competitive determinations. So basically, if these two things happen, if Baltimore and Cincinnati, if Baltimore, without Lamar Jackson on Sunday, beat Cincinnati, and crazier things have happened. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to be the case, but crazier things have happened, especially at the very end of the regular season. You've seen enough of it yeah. with the Patriots in Miami in past years. And then Baltimore and Cincinnati are lined up for a wild card weekend. They could determine who has home field advantage 
just by a coin toss, which apparently is going to happen somewhere where Roger Goodell is just staring at the guy flipping the coin. He's not going to flip it. He's going to supervise the flipping it says of the it's coin. It's supervised. They're going to get a special supervised like, by the commissioner, like a professional right. coin flipper. Let's go. <laughs> so, I mean, I I don't think it's going to come to that because uh-huh. I do think Cincinnati's going to win on Sunday. But again, you oh, did I hope just, it does though. Don't you oh, hope it my, does? Well, what are they going to? I mean, they have to televise the coin toss. You have right? to televise the coin toss. It we're has we're to be selling a, advertising. A thirty right? minute, advertise, a thirty minute coin toss extravaganza is what I want to see. Can you advertise? For the coin toss, can absolutely. you tie maybe you absolutely can. a certain kind of what we call like an earworm? Yeah. Yes. I rule this day. The at coin PK. toss didn't go your way. No. You lose. Um. Yeah. There's gonna have to be a whole thing about you know uh, the history of coin tosses. They have to you know they have to set the stage. What did they do for uh, LeBron James? The the whole thing it was like an interview, right? It was a whole big interview, and then at the end, are you end, talking about the decision? The decision, right? It was he was up at a at a like podium with not Jim a podium, Gray, but it was like a club. table thing, right? Tom. And Jim Gray, yeah, yeah, LeBron. So, can you teach guys how to grind, or is that innate? <laughs> yes. Uh, so, uh, LeBron, where, where are you? Where are you going to take your talents, LeBron and Tom? Um, and that Tom. was that was at least a half hour. If you can stretch a half hour out of LeBron James saying, "I'm going to go play in Miami," you can stretch a half hour out of a coin toss. Absolutely, you can do that. Of course, you can. No question. You got the coin toss pregame show. Uh, once the coin goes up in the air, hit him with the whopper, and then you know we'll we'll let you know what happens when we come back. And the coin goes up. We'll be right back. <laughs> and then the Whopper song. Get a and then hassle come back, back out there. Out. Put Rex Ryan and his giant teeth out there. You mm-hmm. know, get the whole ESPN family. Yeah. Get that uh, sports science guy to track the trajectory of the coin. Oh, <laughs> like, no. I want, I want the NBC khaki guy to break down, like, all the percentages. What's that? I can't oh, think of that Kornacki. Yes, It's a perfect opportunity to, to worm Steve Kornacki in there with his big board and pointer. Um, yes, absolutely. All right. There's a question that needs to be asked here, and that is uh, not so much with the coin toss thing, but with the number one seed thing. Is this fair to everybody? Is this fair to the Chiefs, for example? Because you can make an argument that maybe it's not and that maybe the Bills are getting the, slightly the, the, neutral site the neutral site thing yeah there's two pieces of this so for everyone paying who maybe is just tuning in the first part is the neutral site for the afc championship game which is maybe bill's chiefs Mm -hmm. and then they'll be sent out to indianapolis to the dome right or and then the other side is that home field advantage for wild card weekend between the Bengals and baltimore assuming they'll have lamar jackson back at that point could just come down to a coin toss you're going to be in cincinnati or baltimore yeah no, it's not fair. No. None of this is fair. I don't really. understand why for this particular season they're rewriting these rules. I mean, especially after watching what the league went through during COVID and all the weird stuff that they did in real time just to try to get the games in as much as they could. I'm not saying they shouldn't play the Bengals Bills game. Like that that's done. I'm, fine I'm with not that talking about that. that. But to make it these arbitrary ideas that they're just putting out there instead of just following what they have here and accounting for these situations Mm -hmm. in which like, okay, so in a week 17 game, if Baltimore without their starting quarterback somehow upsets the Bengals, like that undoes all the work that the Bengals have done this entire season. Yeah. One win, like one, one bad win at the, or one bad loss in week 17, which so many teams we've seen in the past in week 16 and previous seasons just sit their guys anyway because they have the buy or whatever like it's just bizarre to me yeah 
Like it you're, is. You're overcorrecting. You're doing too much. I also have heard people say, well, why not just say it was a tie? Why not just call that game that didn't get played a tie and move on and have it be a tie and neither of them get the win, neither of them get the loss? That's, in theory, maybe more fair, but it's also not really because that game wasn't a tie, and that does affect your schedule. That was going to be probably a win for somebody and a loss for somebody else. So now you're saying, no, it's neither of that. It's something uh, you know in between that for both of you, and that's not necessarily fair to them either. So I think that uh, they're, they're trying their best here, and as far as the AFC Championship game situation is concerned, I think the Chiefs and maybe the Bengals to a lesser extent do have a bit of a gripe, but they're not going to say anything. No one's going to actually come out and say it. No one from those organizations are going to come out and complain about it. They may do it behind the scenes. But I think that uh, this is probably the most agreeable thing they could all come up well, with. Well, so apparently this is from Kelsey Conway, who is a Cincinnati Bengals reporter for mm-hmm. Esquire and USA Today. Uh, Esquire has a Bengals reporter? Exactly. <laughs> what? Look, like, she's got the blue Esquire's she's, Patriots reporter. She's got a real blue check mark. I think she's a bit of a freelancer. It's the power of Joe Burrow. Got it, yeah. She, um, she from Zach... Zach Taylor today from the Bengals said, what's in front of us is to win this weekend. From what I'm from what I'm concerned about, we just want the rules to be followed. She writes, the Bengals are not happy the NFL is changing the rules and not going by winage, winning percentage. Quote, it's black and white. It's in the rule book. Again, I can confirm. I read that legalese in the rule book before our show. You know, show prep. Yeah. Somebody had to. Is this real? Oh, my goodness. What? There's a little bit of breaking news out of Buffalo, and it's not great. Do you see this? Do you guys see this? What? So apparently the voice, the play-by-play voice of the Buffalo Bills. Hold on. Let me just double ch- uh, make sure I'm, I'm not yeah, getting uh, get... fooled here. Because, uh, no, this is from no, the official this is from Bills. The Bills. This is from the official Bills account. My God, this team. Uh, John Murphy, the voice of the Buffalo Bills, suffered a stroke last weekend, recovering at home with his family, making progress every day. John and the Murphy family are grateful at the excellent care and staff and doctors at Buffalo General Medical Center. They just tweeted this out five minutes ago. Um, is that the radio play-by-play? That there? is the uh, radio, Bills Radio Network. The voice of the Bills Radio Network had a stroke last week. My God. I mean, Wow. I, you I don't say, know what to, I don't know what to by say. Infinity? Is that what you're trying to That's, bet? The, he's not that, he's not that? very old. He's 67. Really? I don't. I mean, I don't That's know much about devastating. him. Devastating. Jeez. Uh, I don't know how severe it was. I don't know anything else. I'm just telling you, the Bills just put this statement out right now uh, from the Murphy family. John Murphy, voice of the Bills, suffered a stroke last weekend. If as if they didn't have enough to play for. I mean, this is uh, this is a lot. I mean, this is a lot for a team and an organization to have to go through here in just one week. My goodness. And you you talked about this yesterday, man. I forgot about all the stuff they had to dig themselves out of two blizzards already and play games in Detroit. And there was that awful uh, shooting at the grocery store at the very beginning of the season. This for Buffalo has been a nightmare year in so many ways i mean really the team's been good and that's ultimately you know what fans and nfl fans are are sort of talking about here but for that community and that that organization this has just been oh my god it's overwhelming i mean really that is an overwhelming uh, series of events really really upsetting so are we all rooting for buffalo officially now like if we didn't need any more like i don't know if i can like consciously go oh yeah that's that's really tough go pat so we can go to the playoffs like i don't know if in my heart i could do that anymore i might be a buffalo bills fan this weekend Hmm. i mean really it's uh it's hard to root against them right now that's are you a bad person if you root for the patriots this weekend? i feel like i'm gonna be a bad person if i root for the patriots (laughs) i know i kind of do too like I feel like, what are they going to say? You know, like we've been ta- we we talked about this a little bit yesterday too. What do you say in the locker room? How do you pump the team up? What do you do? I think the only thing you can say is, listen, they're not going to take it easy on you. 
You know, there. this is a football game. And once you get out there and start playing the game, I'd have to imagine it's muscle memory and a lot of that stuff will kind of just fade away. You won't be thinking about it. But the lead into that game, oh, my God. Like, that's <laughs> just that's a, lot, that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of heavy stuff that's getting uh, it's getting dumped on this team. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. Let's go to the phones right now. Talk to Chris, who was in Boston. Go ahead, Chris. All right, guys. So if it comes down to this coin flip thing, they need to do better. If if it comes down to that, I want to see like like televised. I want to see a game of horse between both kickers to determine it. Like give the people what they want, or like the two strongest offensive linemen like arm wrestle each other, like something. That's a good idea. But you know two fastest I mean? players one, race one, each other. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I'm into it. Like these millionaires, these billionaires need to like really think out outside the box. You no one want to sit there and watch Roger Goodell stare at at someone like, oh, here's Timmy from so and so who's gonna flip a coin. Like, let's go. No, that's, oh, that. you're so right, yeah. Chris. Thank you for the call. Let's do Good it. Hi, Sophie Schneider. But you know that they're gonna do that. They're gonna like parade someone out there, and oh, it's gonna be bad. I do want to before we go back to the phones. I want to update this because mm-hmm. Zach Taylor apparently spoke. Uh, extensively about the coin toss. Really? He said it's opportunities lost for us. We had control, now we don't. This is from Pro Football Talk. There are a lot of positives for a team, for a lot of teams, and negatives for us. He says uh, he doesn't want to hear about fair and equitable solutions while rules are being changed at the last minute. Bengals executive VP Katie Blackburn wrote a memo to the NFL, to NFL teams saying that, quote, the proper process for making rule change is in the offseason and that it is not appropriate to make changes to rules on the fly. Taylor called it awesome to see that someone has to fight for you. It's clearly not coming from the league. Okay, so I guess I take back everything I said about no one complaining. (laughs) Yeah, so Taylor said, let us play. This is Zach Taylor. He said, let us play seven home games and nine road games and then try to take a home playoff game away. That's what this team is built for. Yeah. They're pissed. Um, yeah. Even just at the very possibility of this. Yeah. Taylor said, uh, as far as I'm concerned, we just want the rules to be followed. And when a game is canceled, turn to winning percentage and clarify everything so we don't have to make up new rules. There's been several instances this season where the club is fined or people in our building got fined and we're being told to follow the rules. It's black and white in the rule book. So now when we point out the rules and are told we're going to change that, I don't want to hear about fair and equitable. He's not wrong. I mean, he's really not wrong about that at all. Um, they are going away from the winning percentage thing, which is what a lot of people football insiders tommy curran uh burt breer yesterday i mean a lot of people were saying this is where we think this vote's gonna go but apparently they decided the coin tie you know why you know why because uh you can't televise winning percentage <laughs> you can't Stop. televise a winning percentage that's just oh well there it is you can televise well, a coin toss no, but you could televise arm wrestling with two offensive that's linemen. right that's right i you- don't get it because uh, uh twitch chat wants them to play horseshoes is that what you say play horseshoes yeah you know, toss, throw, toss, some toss, shoes. toss some shoes. Toss a couple shoes. Could, you could make it like a whole relay event, you know? Um, yeah. How about a punt pass kick? You could just do one of those, right? I like that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, These are all infinitely better ideas than a coin than toss. Than the coin toss. The coin toss is the idea is it leaves it up to fate, but I feel like whatever the competition is should reflect both of the teams. So Cincinnati at this point in the season is a much better team than the Ravens are. So if they even if they lose that final game in right. some kind of fluky way or ridiculous way, I mean the Bengals have been through a lot since Monday night too as a team. Like we haven't really talked about that as much outside of T Higgins, but they were there. Like they're probably traumatized 
in a similar fashion to the way that the Bills locker room is, yeah. having been there. And the Bengals, too, I mean, they were in an awkward spot because they could have pushed for a forfeit. They could have pushed for, you know, the something else happening with the game. They were uh, respectful. They're getting screwed. And they said, no, we're not going to do any of that. And then they voted, and now it's a coin flip, even if yeah. they have the better winning percentage. Like, that's, you're right. It's not fair. It's not I fair I understand Zach Taylor coming out and saying that. I mean, he's saying some pretty strong stuff. And, and you know he's known for a little while, too, like, Probably Tuesday, Wednesday, not the day to go. Listen, I think we're about to get screwed here. I got to speak out against this, but I think you know Friday with the circumstances being what they are, he he's not nice Zach Taylor. Understanding Zach Taylor anymore, and now he's Cincinnati Bengals head coach Zach Taylor. It's just bizarre. Let's yeah. go back to the phones. Here's David in the car. David, hey, you're David. on. Hey, good afternoon, guys. So uh, why don't we just do uh, rock paper scissors? I mean, uh, come on, you know. It's pretty much the level we're at. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So here's my a couple of things on, on this whole situation. It's sad that it got to this, but you know the the whole neutral site for the game. I, I I disagree. Now you have facilities that are losing out because they're not given an opportunity. Maybe they should have a coin toss for that. What facility is going to host it? Because there's a lot of money to be made on, on when that game takes place at this neutral site. Uh, so a lot of people are going to be losing money. You know, yeah. David. You know that. Sorry, go ahead, Arkham. Uh, yeah, thanks, David. Thanks for the call. I'd say for the AFC Championship game, if that's what you're talking about in the neutral site, it doesn't really matter what neutral site it is because you're not going to have the hometown audience. Like, there's going to be people who come to the game. Like, I'm sure the Colts or, you know, Indy's going to have plenty of fans who come in and people will travel and all that. But it's not the same as when you have the game at a home site with the fans who all live there and who all go to that season ticket holders and everybody else. I mean, that's just, there's there's no way to replicate that in a neutral site. So I don't think, you know, flipping a coin for that is really going to make much of a difference. Like, uh, you know, if, if they if they think that, you know, Indy's the best because it's the equidistant and it's indoors and you can sort of be okay with the conditions there, then fine. I don't, I don't have too much of a problem with it. I wonder if that matters to Buffalo. You know, they're used to playing outdoors. They're used to bad weather. You know, would they want to be indoors? Well, it's very Patriots-like. Yeah. You know, I mean, whereas some of the strengths that you have and it's it's also just knowing your it, people talk about the comforts of home and everything. Sure. But also in terms of the game, I mean, the amount of time, if you ever ask Bill about it, about the way that the wind circulates through Gillette Stadium and how that affects everything with special teams oh, yeah. and like that stuff is real to them. <laughs> Any weird advantage that you can gain aside from appointing an actual offensive coordinator. Right. Like he is looking into. He talked about the wind uh, in the kicking game multiple times. Yes. Like all through the preseason the other day. Like there were, I forget which game it was, the home game. He was talking about, wow, that wind, you know, in the kicking game down there in the south end zone uh, with the lighthouse being built two, and all that. Like that's a big thing. I yeah. would say they're two outdoor teams if, right. it's, if, it, if it is Bill's Chiefs. So I think it's more like you lose the uh, – you know, the atmosphere of your fan base. Those are both great, rabid fan bases. Absolutely. And especially in Buffalo, but the Chiefs on in their own right as well. So it's more like, I mean, I know that this is so far down on the list of priorities with figuring stuff out with this game, but doesn't it feel kind of oddly sterilized? It does. If you send it to Indianapolis. It I should mean, you're be. just in that big dome yeah. in the middle of the country. Like, it, it, I understand it's neutral and everything, but for people to have to essentially travel 500 miles to get there... It is the AFC championship game, but, I mean, these teams have been there before, and you're just wanting – if you're a fan of one of these teams, you might just be waiting to say, like, they actually going to be in the Super Bowl. Right.
You know? Yeah, it's a good point. And I bet you a lot of remember those tickets when, are... Remember when Patriots fans used to think that way? Absolutely. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I, I bet you like... Uh, do we want to splurge to go to Indy for the AFC Championship game? Like, it nah. feels very sterilized. Nah, we'll no, go we're going to be the Super Bowl Go to Houston for the anyway. Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Go to New Orleans. <laughs> uh, by the way, Ian Rappaport spoke with Rich McKay, who I believe is the Falcons CEO, but he's also the competition committee chair. Uh-huh. Uh, according to Ian Rappaport, uh, he says, when asked why they didn't stick with the rules, quote... We don't capture everything in every rule. When you face uh, situations, you have to try to make adjustments. Not that different from some of the COVID-related issues, which I take as a Bill Belichickism. We're doing the best that we can, given the circumstances. Yeah. By the way, uh, I just want to say on Twitch, apparently we're on in a barbershop right now. So shout out to Wes who is getting his hair chopped off. Right All now. right. Very nice. Hope it turns out well for you, Rex. Yeah, hope it's, uh, hope hope it's a nice clean cut. Hope we didn't just distract your barber. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Boston, W-E-E-I. There you go. 617-779-7937. There's your phone number. Um, a lot of things are going to be hinging on the uh, arms of a lot of quarterbacks this weekend, including potential uh, ins for the Patriots. Even if they don't beat Buffalo, there are so many garbage quarterbacks playing this weekend. We're going to go over them and wonder just how bad the starting quarterback problem in the NFL really is that's coming up next sports radio weei we're boston sports original it's arkin and mego here taking you up until 6 p.m the week starts tomorrow we got the raiders and the chiefs at 4 30 jaguars and titans at 8 15 one of those two games could uh determine not the fate of the Patriots, but the fate of the Patriots if they lose to Buffalo. That whole thing can be uh, iced out if the Jaguars beat the Titans because if the Patriots lose to Buffalo, the Titans beat the Jaguars, the Dolphins beat the Jets, right? Or is the Jets beat the Dolphins? Dolphins have to lose. Dolphins have to lose. So the I Jets have the, to beat the Dolphins. I thought that the Jags were supposed to beat the Titans, and that helps you out. Right. I thought that if you're a Patriot, you said the other way around. Oh, did I? I'm sorry. The Jags have to beat the Titans. Right. Yes. Jags have to beat the Titans. So you should root for the Jags tomorrow. Yes. If you're a Patriots fan. You're rooting for them. You're rooting for the uh, Jets. And I hate to tell you this, New England, but you're rooting for the Browns, which means you're rooting for Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns to beat the Steelers. And if those three things happen, even if you lose to the Bills, you still get in. How how do we feel about that? Not great. (laughs) You have to root for the Patriots against the Bills this weekend yes. as a Patriots fan. And you also had to root for Deshaun Watson. Well, no, because if the Patriots win, then, then it's Watson all doesn't matter. But either way, like, you won't know that. If the Patriots lose. What, what time do the Browns play? That's a 1 o'clock game, too, so it'll be going yeah. on at the same and time. simultaneously. Yes, let's go, Deshaun. Yeah. Come on, Deshaun. Yeah. You're our hero, Deshaun. Like, did you say Deshaun? No, no, I didn't say Deshaun Wipe Watson. Wipe him up. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Let's go, Deshaun. Play a clean game. <laughs> hey. Be here all week. Um, there are a lot of garbage quarterbacks playing this weekend. Like, a lot. Um, let's go down the list because I don't think that – I don't know that there is – there might not be two starting quarterbacks playing each other this weekend. I'm not kidding. Like uh, This can't be that bad. This list that you have, this can't be. Stidham Mahomes is the first one. Dobbs and Lawrence is the second one. That's Saturday, Okay. Dobbs your... versus Lawrence sounds like a Supreme Court case. <laughs> Joshua Dobbs of the mighty Tennessee Titans. Right, and after that, Citizens United. Um, let's see, uh, Ritter versus Brady. Ritter, I barely know her versus Brady. Who the Brady. hell is Ritter? Desmond Ritter. He's the quarterback of the Falcons. Uh, came in for um, Mariota when he got benched. Oh, my God. Um, there's, of course, 
Mac Jones and Josh Allen. It always blows my mind when someone is named Desmond off of the show Lost. (laughs) There you go. You got two starters right there. Like a little baby Desmond. (laughs) Um, Mac Jones and Josh Allen are, in fact, two starting quarterbacks, so that's not that that ruins my theory, but that's still a big mismatch. Um, How about this one? Try this one on for size. Kirk Cousins and Nathan Peterman (laughs) is your matchup between the Bears and the Vikings. That's a 1 o'clock game. Uh, Ravens-Bengals, as we mentioned, is going to have Tyler Huntley starting for the Ravens against Joe Burrow. Texans and Colts, uh, do you even want to know this one? Yes. Mills and Ellinger because uh, Foles is all done. Um, I guess Matt Ryan could maybe play in that game, but I heard it was going to be Ellinger and Mills. This is fun. Nice AFC East matchup here for uh, all the marbles. Jets and Dolphins. (laughs) <laughs> Joe Flacco and Skylar Thompson. That's your uh, quarterback matchup there. I kind of hate the way that you wrote these out because they are making them seem more obscure than they are. I mean, Flacco, of course, but I'm like, Thompson? Oh, Skylar. Skylar Thompson, yes. When you have Skylar as a first name, like you're always going to be Skylar. <laughs> True. Um, that's, uh, that's an important game for the Patriots, but certainly a matchup that sucks. Um, what else? Do- oh, by the way, very nice Zach Wilson. Can't even start in a game that doesn't matter. <laughs> I yeah. imagine. I oh, imagine yeah. he's not long for that team. And I believe uh, Salas said something along the lines of just trying to get him into the off season. Yeah, we're just trying to get him <laughs> away from everyone. That for, they start. I couldn't believe it. They started six and three, and I had these memories of like, hey, I think the Jets are actually pretty good. I think the Jets are. We were talking about all four AFC East teams making the playoffs, and since then they've gone, I think, one in six. Yeah. Salas basically just said, just trying to get him out of the building. <laughs> Just trying to get him away from We don't want people to associate him with the Jets anymore is what we're trying to say here. Um, Panthers and Saints try on Sam Darnold and Andy Dalton for size. Uh, after that is the Watson Pickett matchup, which unfortunately, if you're a Patriots fan here, you're going to have to be uh, rooting for Deshaun Watson. Um, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson. There's two starters okay, right there. Yeah. Um, Russell Wilson, what a tremendous year he's having. Uh, let's see what else. Eagles, Giants. That would be Gardner Minshew versus Daniel Jones. No, um, I know Nick Sirianni did say that Jalen Hurts is trending in the right direction, but yeah. I don't think it makes any sense if they're going to put. Uh, he, they're, they're, I don't think they're playing for anything. So why would you put Jalen Hurts back? No need to put time. him out there. Here's maybe the best one of the whole weekend. The Cardinals in San Francisco. David Blau versus Brock Purdy. <laughs> hey, don't hate on Purdy. I'm not hating on Purdy you are the person. Hating on Purdy. I'm hating on the name and the quarterback and the status and the fact that all of these games have at least one ass quarterback playing in them. It's unbelievable. The rest of them, Geno Smith versus Goff Baker versus Mayfield. Ro- Goff versus Rogers. Prescott and Hal. I think Goff sucks, so I consider him garbage starters. too. They are both starters, but I mean that's rare. There's three games where it's You're two starters the playing each other. On this right now. Three games out of all the ones I just read have actual two starters playing in them. Every single other one, there's at least one, if not both of them, backups or third stringers. This is this is gonna be a brutal weekend of football. Goff versus Rodgers would have been a great game four, five years ago, <laughs> no not kidding. in 2023. Right. This Once, weekend is missing Andy Dalton. Oh, no, he's playing. Oh, no, he's in he's playing. He's for the Saints. Darnold no. versus Dalton. Oh. Yeah, Darnold and Dalton. What? I know beautiful. where I'm going to be. Don't That's you worry, beautiful. Coop. You'll get your Andy Dalton. That is beautiful. Does Desmond Ritter have family in the New England area? Um, I don't know. There is one what horrible thing are you going to say 508 number on the the chat that is so freaking pissed off that I called Ritter a no-name. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. How do, not, how do you not know about Desmond? AAC, Put some respect on that man's name. AAC Offensive Player of the Year in 2021, so, you know, there's that. <laughs> um, he was a third-round draft pick out of Cincinnati. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about him exactly. either. He was a backup to Mariota, oh who God. sucks all year. Like, come on. <laughs>
What do you want? I mean, these guys, and it's here's the other thing. Not all of these are injuries. The, I know at the, the end Ritter of the year. The Ritter stands need to calm down. Yeah, relax there. Uh, the Ritter hive needs to relax. But uh, I would say these aren't all due to injuries. Some of the, you know, Tyler Huntley and some of these guys are in because the starter got injured. But a lot of these guys just got benched. A lot of the starters are in uniform. Zach Wilson's in uniform. Matt Ryan's in uniform. Mariota's in uniform. The play has been so bad. They all sucked and they got benched. And that's why the NFL has a bit of a starting quarterback problem. I'm sorry. Uh, 617-779-7937. There's the phone number. Um, Let's take one call here before the top of the hour. Andy is in East Providence with a uh, proposal for Roger Goodell. Go ahead, Andy. Sorry. No, it's Eddie. But that's Eddie. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no problem. Uh, 14 and 3. Uh, Kansas City 13-3 Buffalo. I know what the rules say, that that, that it has to be Kansas City percentage, whatever. Apparently, he can overrule that. Uh, You know, he's got that authority. Mm -hmm. Would you guys, and I, because I think Buffalo should be the number one seed because they kicked Kansas City's butt. And I understand 14-3, you know, better record. They weren't allowed to complete. If you were Goodell, would you say, you know what, I'm sorry, the rules of this, but you know what, we're going to have to change the rules in next year, but this year, Buffalo's going to be the number one seed. No. I want your opinion. Uh, Andy, I, I, Eddie, sorry, I don't understand the where your heart is it's when Andy. you say that. Andy, Eddie? He said Eddie. Oh, okay. Eddie. It Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, Eddie, Andy, whoever you are, I don't. I understand your heart's in the right place with all of that, and I understand wanting to do something for the team that had to go through this traumatic thing, but you can't just give them the one seed. You can't just <laughs> hand it to them. I'm sorry. Like, that's that's... You know, it's still a competitive business. You know what I mean? There's still there's still people competing. You can't just hand something to someone. I'm sorry. I, I don't I don't think that that would uh, be fair to anybody. And I'm not even sure that Buffalo would want that. You know what I mean? Are they gonna want to? Are they gonna want to say, yeah, just give us the number one seed because this bad thing happened to us? Like, yeah, like some charity case. You know, like that's not what the, I don't think that they would want that. Maybe maybe they would. I don't know. I I think that that's not happening. And, again, way. your NFC teams would be. BS about that too. As I was just totally. the Eagles are, are actually playing for something. If they win this game, they get they lock up the number one seed home field advantage. If they lose, I believe uh, San Francisco can jump them. But yeah, if I'm an NFC team, I'm, we're just handing out buys now. Yeah, come on. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. There's your phone number. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're actually gonna preview this Patriots Bills game. I know I've said a lot, and so have you, Megan, and so have you, Ryan. Everybody has basically said that the Patriots have no chance. Are we being hyperbolic, or is there maybe a path to victory here? We'll get to that next.